What's up, everybody? You're listening to World's Your Oyster. And we are on our very last episode of the Oyster Archive. I'm dying to know what you guys have all thought. Are these a blast from the past? Have you not heard any of these episodes? Did you not even have any idea that we had these people on the show? Please let us know. I would love to hear your feedback on these little rewinds. So get ready for a roller coaster of emotions as we take you back to our very first episode featuring the incomparable Lena Bradford. I can still remember how nervous Monica and I were. We barely even knew how to turn on the equipment. (laughs) And then the unexpected surprise that turned this episode into something legendary. Okay. Lena called us about 15 minutes before she arrived and she asked if she could bring a friend along. And who was that friend you might ask? None other than the breakout star of the Sex and the City reboot. And just like that, Nicole Ari Parker. Needless to say, we were shook. But being the performers that we are, we knew that it was time to put on a show and a damn good one at that. In this episode, Lena takes us on a journey from her club kid days to becoming an international DJ superstar. But that's not all. Nicole also graces the airways and shares a beautiful story about the way she's raising her children and how important it is to support all humans. This episode embodies the true essence of World's Your Oyster. Authentic stories, unexpected moments, and heartfelt conversations that leave a lasting impact on our hearts. Lena, thank you so much for being our first guest on World's Your Oyster. You have no idea how much it meant to me to have you and what a true testament to the person that you are for taking a chance on two girls. Yes, I know that we're friends, but you didn't know Monica at all. You took a chance on us. You had no idea what type of product we were going to be able to deliver, but you had the utmost confidence that we had your back and that we had your story and that we were going to tell it in the right way. And that means so much to me. So thank you. Thank you so much, Lena. I love you. I hope that you're proud of this episode that we did together. And I hope to see you soon. Big hugs to you and to everybody else. Thank you so much for listening to this. I hope you all had fun with us digging in the crates a little bit with the Oyster Archives. We'll do it again next season, or maybe we'll do it in the middle of the second season. Who knows? I don't know. I'm the boss here, so we'll figure it out. But I really hope that you enjoyed this flashback. I am so excited for season two. We have so many interesting things happening, all different types of guests. We're not just going to be telling stories, but we're going to be bringing actual experts onto the show and having real conversations about things that women, men of all ages have some serious questions about. So I am really looking forward to everything that's to come. I'm excited about what we did in season one. Thank you so much. I hope that we continue to grow together. So please, I ask for all of you to continue to share World's Your Oyster with your family, with your friends. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, comment, rate, review. Do all of the things because this is what really helps us grow. And the more we grow, the better the content that we're going to be able to give to you. Thank you again. Bye-bye. So I have these cards. We're going to try to stick to them, but let's face it. Lena runs, <laughs> Lena runs the freaking world, okay? Um, so like I said, we're, we're, we're truly honored to have you here you, as one of our first guests. So I'm thank so you for trusting us, you know, before we have Girl, anything this is a really going reunion, on. Honey. <laughs> there ain't no cameras here. We're exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you've had such an incredible career and it's really spanned decades. And I think that people have kind of started following you on your journey um, throughout different points. So I think what I would love to do is really start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I want to know, you know, where this all started and how you got into the wonderful, crazy worlds of performing arts. So take us from the top and and then we'll move on from there. Paula, that's a great question. And it's funny that you're asking me this because right now I'm in the process of writing a book right now. So yes. each week I speak with, you know, my writer and we're literally music and writing are like time machines, you know, in photos. You can look at them. You, you have a sense, a smell, a moment. You remember all of it. So I've been recently going back into my, 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 my special place and pulling out these things. 
And then afterwards, I'll like write notes and I'm like, oh shit, I remember this because it jogs up things. You're not telling these stories all the time. But he said something interesting to me. He said, you know, we sometimes tell a narrative of our story, our story arc as our protector. We've been rehearsed in a sense to tell ourselves certain things to get ourselves out of certain things. Interesting. It, very interesting. Like this whole thing has been cathartic and we're not even all the way in, but it's interesting that all of that stuff is starting to come up right now. And then even just like little interviews here and there are all kind of leading to this path of this book. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Little triggers. Just, yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> so that's when you really know that you're like solidified and dipped in chocolate and really right in the moment. Yeah. yeah. You know? Aligned. So, Aligned. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So there's no mistakes with any of this, the timing. So for me, it, you know, growing up here in Manhattan, it started very early for me. You know, um, my grandmother, she's been um, a part of the S&M contingency for the gay pride parade. Since the 70s. Oh, my goodness. Um, I grew up diagonally across from Carnegie Hall. I want to talk about your grandma. Oh, no, so you're going to get in. She yeah. still is uptown. Okay, good. Because I she, she came later on my note cards, though. Oh, let's let's okay. face it. But I I, I want to, first, I, I want a little bit, to dive a little bit about your early story. And then I, I really want to talk about your grandma. Yeah, she's um, the reason why all this happened. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, grandmothers happen. are the matriarch in the family, right? right? But she was an opera singer. That's why we lived across from Carnegie Hall. Right. So, you know, she really helped my mom and dad understand just all of this from an early age, right. you know, where beautiful. I was blanketed and nothing felt like, oh, you're being progressive parents or a progressive family. That sounds like being a niche. Mm. No, they were just being empathetic, cool, real parents and people. Right. And that's how it should be. It shouldn't be something special because you know what? What's special is when we have to uncondition ourselves from being conditioned in life. Absolutely. That's Special. That is special. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't any of those things, but just real. It was natural. It was nothing. Absolutely. It was you were their child That's and right. this is this is what it was. And they were just gonna Absolutely. figure it out. As we do with anyone. Exactly. <laughs> like, but people yeah. always feel like they have to do an adjustment with things that they don't know. And that's why people feel like they have to have a label for you. I always mm-hmm. say, I'll wear a label, I'm not a label. Mm-hmm. That's for people who feel like they need to have a, oh, okay, I understand it. it it's trans, it's gay, it's black, it's it, it's lesbian, it's whatever the situation is. No, guess what? I don't want to be pigeonholed and blocked into your box when I'm a dynamic being. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Speak to me. I don't need to ask you how old you are, how many kids you have. When I get your rhythm and we go back and forth like Wimbledon, I'm already going to know your gig. Exactly. And if I want to know more, it'll come out. Exactly. But you don't got to sit there and tell me this, but I think that people feel like they need to kind of have that guideline to start a conversation they need because it's so uncomfortable. They need, they need to, to put you in a box, Absolutely. you know, like in Absolutely. a way, just to make themselves feel comfortable yeah. or to be able to feel it like they can connect with you yeah. or, or anybody. I'm Absolutely. like a... You know, like, it, it's, I meet so many people doing what I do, and I can say that I even do that. I think I'm like, okay, I check the profile out before they come, and I'm like, okay, I, I know that I, I, I got I this guy's number, you know? But, right, right. but it turns out, and that's one of the beautiful things about humans, is that it never ends up being just that, yes, you know? Yes. It never, it never does. And sometimes Every once in a while, organic moment but, just kind of is the best thing, you absolutely. know? Googling somebody beforehand, you know, like on a date or something like that, like, I want to know, like, for instance, you can create whatever persona you want online, but you can't fool me in person. No. Absolutely Absolutely. not. You know? But we also come from that. We we, we come from that touch, feel, smell. Yeah. Like, that's who we are. As the performance world and as humans in general. Absolutely. We have to actually take the the person and the soul for what they are. That's right. And I think that you're really lucky that you had parents that appreciated, that nurtured your soul. Yeah. And didn't nurture you to to fit (sighs) in the world because. I love hearing that. Yeah. Nurture your soul. They nurtured your soul. A metaphor to go throughout life with. Absolutely. Because that's what's guiding us and that's what's leading us on a daily basis. And when we come into this world, this soul needs to be guided and carried through, but not labeled and stuck in in the box, like you said. So congratulations to your parents and to your grandmother for really inspiring that that upbringing. Because that, unfortunately, that's more rare. Yeah. Than having it the other way. And think about how progressive that was back then. Back then, I was just going. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't born yesterday. But no, <laughs> and it's unfortunate that that's more recent in just the last decade in, yeah. in itself. So honestly, thank kudos to them. But yes, and I also, I want to talk a little bit because I've seen those moves, girl. This, <laughs> I mean- You too, girl. Don't sleep. Yeah, but you know, like I'm just wiggling. Like, she's so, that's not a wiggle, girl. She's, she's, she's not this, wiggling. This one performs. I mean, 
you know, it's funny because I never, I don't actually find myself in my personal life asking many questions and I'm definitely going to change that, but no, I never, you know, I never asked. actually really, it's true. Yeah. I, you I don't. I don't. No, I don't. But, you know, I, I recently saw you at our friend's Christmas party and that was the I first time I saw you. I herself out on that. Sorry, that was weird. <laughs> She's so <laughs> real. She I, is. I'm very self-aware. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, it was the first time, yeah, I've seen you at Lena's Lounge, shaking and shaking it. But at our friend's Christmas party, this bitch, mm, okay. she was on the floor and there was a five, six, seven, eight. There was a boom, boom, cat, 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 cat. Oh boom, my God, that makes me so happy. Boom, boom. There was a fussy oh, moment. Oh, oh, and there was a, there was a Louboutin that was very high and also this like saucer of a hat. But Brian made yeah. that. He made that? He made that. Honey, so fucking crafty, that one. Yeah. You made that? Yeah, no, honey, the whole outfit started around the record player. Uh, it was a record. Oh, how He fun. did a record hat for me. Oh, Wait, that, well, that's a whole other part of that's that episode too. We were gonna tell, yeah, we were gonna. <laughs> we're, I want to ask you about the fashion and the this and the that. But I was like, okay, she's a trained dancer. Like I thought that she just was a club kid and like whatever. She had the moves. So yeah. run us through, you know, what that training was that you have because and and she still got it. Like, <laughs> Mama, I love you, girl. <laughs> I, I I grew up dancing from the age of four. Okay, um, jazz, tap, belly, and modern, um, and clogging. I don't know why. No. <laughs> No. I was on a team called the, um, uh, well, I was on a roller skating team called the High Roller Rockets, but then we were a clogging team. Oh, it was some stupid name. And she was actually, uh, my Darlene Myers, she was an original a Rocket A Rocket. Oh my gosh. And it's funny because we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, I was, I started yeah. with them as you a You started with them. Trainer. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And she was one of my first dance teachers. Darlene, what's her name? Darlene Myers. Darlene Myers. And then there was this thing called Dance Olympia that used to happen at the Grand Hyatt Hotel. And I'll never forget this. It's like earlier on in dance. And all the dancers from all over the world would come, or rather actually all over the United States, would come to the Grand Hyatt Hotel up uh, uptown. Mm-hmm. And uh, there would be like master classes that you could like dance with Debbie Allen and, and uh, uh, Bob Fosse and... Gwen Verdon, I mean, it, and at this time, it was everybody. Was that like the Frank Hatchett days? Remember Frank Hatchett? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. totally. The early Capizio. Capizio. Remember the Capizio, Capizio, Capizio commercials? Oh, honey, I lived right around the corner for Capizio. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I was Capizio. I, honey, I had, I remember exactly what I had on. I had photos. I had uh, high-waisted green um, Capizio pants on with like two pairs of leg warmers, yellow and green, my white Capizios on, honey, a headband, an off-the-shoulder situation that said, choose life on it. I was no. giving you it. Dancing in front and taking a master class with Bob Fosse. I'm like, I'm ready for this. <laughs> I'm a short honey. I had the marbles in my hand for a bitch who was going to come behind me, honey. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> so how do you then, I mean, I get it. I know how, how we got into the club, but like, how do you then, you know, become this notorious, I believe you were going by Girl Nina, Girl Nina then, yes, right? Yes. My mm. grandmother's best girlfriend growing up was named, who she was Russian, Name uh, Galina. 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 I got Galina. Oh, oh how yeah. fun. I kind of love Galina. She was fun. Yeah. She was fun. That was another part. Of, these note cards, I man. Mean. Get them out. <laughs> so we transitioned into the club scene. So how did you, how did that work for you? Tell us. Well, um, you know, obviously uh, from dance, um, I was out in the clubs always. You know, okay. I was going to Garage and Saint and Studio 54 with my grandmother, you mm. know, at like the... And... Um, <laughs> Uh, Wait, Grandma, stop. Yes. Grandma brought you to the club? Oh, absolutely. Ah! Do we have photos? I have everything. We're, we need to we link need to in the show notes. No, no, no. I'll give you, but also, <laughs> all of these photos are going in the book because I'm Obviously. also the archivist. I kept everything. Oh. I've got the videos, oh, uh, beta, VHS, <laughs> all of it. Mm-hmm. I kept everything. I kept Because mm-hmm. I always knew being an only child, archive, archive. Even my, my family, they're like, Lena's the archivist in the family. I kept every photo. I would be like this. I was obsessed with culture. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? And okay. because I came from that... I knew that even during those times, people would be like, why does Lena got somebody with a fucking camcorder? This is the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. I said, you need to be recording this. There's going to be one day I said, I'm going to tell this story. Uh, and yeah. thank God I did. Yeah. And then also, too, I wasn't only doing it for myself, I was doing it for my friends. So when friends are doing stuff, they'll be like, reach out to Lena. She's got She's the footage. Got it. And I do. And so, that was before iCloud. Yeah, hello. Mm-hmm. I could not understand that though. Girl, I know camcorder. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I was you know going always going out to the clubs, and then when I got older, um, I some friends were saying you know you got to come to Montreal. Montreal's amazing. I went up to Montreal. I loved it so much. Um, I said to my mom, I want to move up to Montreal. She got me an apartment up there. I lived up there for a year and a half, and I just took it on by storm. So having 
done away from New York and kind of like being in this kind of European-esque vibe, mm -hmm. I really got a chance to like kind of grow up without my family's influence, uh, yeah. influence in their yeah. egg. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was the first time I was like, you know, making my own money. I, I, you know, my, my partner was taking care of, but making my own money. And I was dancing out in the clubs and it became something. And then obviously when I left, I went back to New York and that's when it really all started. Yeah, I would always come back on the weekends once in a while to keep my toes dipped down into, you know, New York culture. Yeah, and whatnot, you got to see mom and grandma. And mom's yeah. DJing yeah. now, which is a whole other story. But your mom is a DJ. My mom's been DJing for 10 years now. I can't. Her name's Lady D. Yeah. Oh, right. yes. Wait, no, it's crazy. Why don't we see more of mom and grandma on the, honey, on the ground? They do their own thing. They ain't got time to be with me, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, my mother's the most. The most. I can't. And I need to know because I feel like I've watched, you know, a lot of, like, Paris is burning and all these. Uh, I mean, there's just so much, so many great, like, cultural documentaries about this time. Was it as fun as it looked? More. It was more. Yeah. more. And also, too, like, the, the the references that you speak of, and that's the thing, is that back in the day, and, and you know this, sis, there were eight places that you could go in one night. Mm. You really, it was a playground. Mm -hmm. It was so spectacular. That was our social media. Right. Experiencing how one club was going to outdo the next and, and just seeing how people were so colorful and fun. It was everything. Well, if you think about it, you actually had to go to the next place because you couldn't see it. Now I could just flick on my Instagram. Sorry. Oh, I could see the Valentino yeah, party. I could see yeah, this party. Yeah. I could see that party. I could see my friends are here. We don't have to go anymore. Yeah. Why would I? Why would I want to? Yeah. I, I could see it's either right, great right. or it's lame and I could decide if it's great if I want to go. Usually it's no, right, um, right, you know, right. or if it's it lame, if it's lame, then it's not. And that's why I think, cause we all used to do it. I used yeah. to, we used to go from place to place to place. Now I think some of the youngins do still do it cause they have the energy, right, right, but right. it's just, it's, it just seems so different because nobody was documenting it. And if they were, they were doing it in a, in a very yes. official way. You felt a separation from having the everything on you. And it didn't matter because it would be all classes and people from all types right. of life and businesses. And it was great because you were all friends when you saw each other. Right. And that was amazing. Let's go back a little bit because I would love to, to learn more about how you got into DJing because I feel like that has formed so much of the next phase of your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so how, why, what, when, where, and then let's go. It's still surreal to me, honestly. It was in 97. I had just finished uh, filming um, two movies, uh, Woo and uh, Always Something Better. And uh, I got, my birthday was coming up in April, and thank you, sweetheart, in April. And uh, I was doing this party on Sunday called Boys Life at Life. Remember Life? Down on Bleecker. No. no. She's like, no, honey. Say yes. 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 I don't want to feel like the only old she bitch is. up in here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a lie. I do know my parents talked about life. Oh, Oh, yeah, 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 your daddy, because I know, right. That you know. Yeah, I used to see Hot Sunday. What was his name again? Omar Lorenzo. Oh, yeah, Omar Lorenzo. Lorenzo, Lorenzo. 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 It was the mm. holiday weekend. That's my brother's birthday. What, the 14th? Yes. My, oh, my god. On the gosh. 14th, my mom's the 15th, my aunt's the 18th, my brother's 21st. Oh, yes, my, 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 oh, my, my God. Life, my brother. Russian Aries, baby. Yeah. yeah. I knew you were an Aries What's energy, your son? Virgo. I'm a Virgo son. Of course, I love Virgos. Very you, mama? Libra. Oh, I'm not even kidding you. Hello? Are you Libra? No, I'm like, Leo's Libra. I'm just one. And Virgos. Those are my three. Really? Leo's, Leo, Leo's, Leo's. Libras and Virgos. Amazing. My three. Phenomenal. I'm not even kidding you. It's, of course, all this energy in this room. The stars were the stars aligned. <laughs> and so um, I was hosting this party and it's Easter good. was coming up. And the week beforehand, it was a big weekend. We, there was something going on and it was me, Frankie Knuckles, Junior Vasquez, Carlos Petrus, T-Pro. Uh, the legend. David uh, Morales. And anyway, we were all up in the booth. I had left uh, the dance floor. And I we're all up in the booth. We're all like talking, blah, blah. I don't like when you, we've all been working and partying together for like, at this point now, 10 years, 20 years. What do you mean by partying together? Working, working, working. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling together, doing parties together. And, and, and um, what you would call it? Tipo said, no, uh, Frankie Knuckles said to me, who is my mentor and God rest his soul, that man is everything to me. He said, Lena, you would be an amazing DJ. I said, wait, what do you mean? He's like, 
girl, you've been turning it out on the dance floor for years. I was like, yeah, as a dancer, you say, but that's the thing. You know music inside and out. And I was like, well, yeah, I do, but I don't know all this. You know, right. I mean, you know, when you look at a DJ console, it's like, holy shit, this shit. Like, what do you do with this? Like, it's very overwhelming. Lots right. of knobs and Lots buttons. of knobs and shows in there. And I know now there's a lot to it, but, you know, you look, it, it is very overwhelming. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, I, theoretically it sounds fun, but I'm like, you know, the intellect of me is just like, oh, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, well, I dare you. And then they all started going like this. You know Lena will take a dare. They're like, and then they all, like all that male energy up in the DJ with it was hot. It was awful. I was like, <laughs> like okay, y'all funky man up in this DJ booth telling a girl that you think she should do something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So it was a fucking dare. It was a fucking dare. dare. It was a dare. So then guess what? I had from that time, like I had maybe a week Praise or two. Praise the paychecks, God. <laughs> I had from that point for like two weeks, somehow it got out. And next thing I know, it's like in all the magazines, all around the city, Lena is making her DJ debut on her birthday, which is already a huge thing to begin with in New York. I'm sorry, was club. this three weeks? About three weeks? This is two weeks. Not even, it was two weeks. I had two weeks. So then guess what? Sounds that, like how we threw this podcast together. Absolutely. That party was it. Sunday. That Monday, the next day, I went up to T-Pro's house up in Harlem. And he's like, I'm going to teach you the console. And I literally did one um, touch feel of the, the equipment. Mm-hmm. Only one. I only had one. I wouldn't even say lesson. I had one situation to be like, okay, well, this is line one, two, three, and four. Blah, blah, blah. One time. No. I can't. And then the following week is when I did it. So actually, no, it wasn't two weeks. It was one week. It was, it was one, of course it was one week. It was one week. And like I said, like the pressure was on. Like everybody's like, she's making her DJ debut. So I'm just like, why you guys don't put this much pressure on me? Like it was crazy. But you know what I did? They're like, Lena, you just do you. You know music. And what I did was I put a whole bunch of um, music that it is that I love. Because anyone who knows me, I'm a classic rock chick. Like I'm Led Zeppelin. Like I'm Nitsa Red. Like I'm... You know, 90 shows, but I'm all of it. Yeah. But that's like my shit. Yeah. So what I did was, it's like, I'm going to literally be like, you're going to be in my house and I'm playing great music for you and we're going to have fun. And that's what I did. I brought all of that from then to up to where we were at that point. And I just tossed it. And people were like, because I think it was because of me as a dancer, it was the way that I brought it in. Right. Yeah. Even though I had never spun before, I was telling you a story. And that's how it happened. And the next thing you know, I was like, oh my God, I think I kind of got the bug. And Next thing you know, I'm like in airports with my counterparts and working with them. And I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? Now I'm a DJ? Yeah, you are. Yeah. 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 So you need to tell me, because I've been dying to ask. You know, I don't ask questions to my she friends. She doesn't. She's just like, fierce that way, girl. You are. She just sits back and listens. Yeah. What is that thing you hold by your ear? Ah! <laughs> what is that thing? So all the professional DJs, there, there's a guy who he makes all of our pieces. That is a handmade exclusive uh, headset. Because I like to listen out to the room and the music. Because ah, you don't want to wear this. Well, no, that, 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 that feels very confined to me. Like, I don't feel like I'm spinning because I, I need to feel the rhythm of the room. Right. You know what I mean? So I, it's, it's called a lollipop. A yeah, lollipop. A lollipop. Mm-hmm. Everybody go check out Lena's Instagram. You'll be seeing her definitely holding a lollipop. Funny, I'm always it's like, so much better than taking it. It's funny that you never asked me that. Because this move is just like so annoying. Who wants to do this? Yeah, right, no, and then a lot of people just go like this. They only have the one side up. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And also, too, you know me. I'm dancing. I'm carrying on. Right. Yes. So for someone who hasn't been to one of your parties, and again, I feel bad for you. <laughs> um, you know, run us through what your preparation is like. I know you're not a, a playlist girly. So how do you kind of go about putting the cadence together for the party? Are, are there certain songs that you know you want to play before you get in? Um, you know, run us through how you kind of get, get like, that together. Yeah, you curate some shit, girl. <laughs> For me, I'm a very organic with everything that it is that I do. I don't like to pre-plan a set. Those are for other people, not for me. Mm. You could do that and you'll get to the place and it just feels wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I literally, but I also come from the arc of the old school where it's like from the first song that I play to the last song, it's a story that I'm taking you on. So obviously, the only thing that I'm going into when I know I'm doing a certain gig or whatever, whether it's a corporate situation, one of my own things, a playlist for stores or different clients or whatever, I know the vibe of what it is that I'm going to do or that they're asking me to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing. Other than that, I let that process happen to me in that moment. That's I like great. being in the hot seat. I like feeling like, okay, I've got seven minutes or four minutes of this song. What's the next one going to be? 
creating that story that keeps me on my toe. Therefore, I will never, ever feel tired or feel like I'm, you know, yeah, phoning it in. Never, exactly, phoning yeah. it in. That is going to be so nerve-wracking. I don't no, know. I'm nervous I think flow. it's because I've been doing it for so long. It's like, it's it's my adrenaline. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my high. It's state. It's yeah. your flow state. You yeah. pop in there and you're in your That's flow a good state. Word flow state. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like <laughs> we can't not talk about Fire Island because I I feel like that also is like a part of your journey. And from what I understand, so so Lena did a ten year stint on Fire Island Pines. Again, if you haven't been there, I also <laughs> feel really bad for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so she did a 10-year residency in Fire Island Pines, which, I, first of all, magic. How? Yeah. How did you survive? You know, it's funny because looking at the Because the gays, they don't stop. No, they no. don't. And you know what? Let me tell you something. I, I haven't been there since, in what, nine years since I oh, left. Oh, wow. You don't go? Oh, no, no, honey. When I'm done, I'm done. Got oh, it. oh, do we not like the Pines? No, I, it's not that. It's just oh. when I'm done with something, I have to go You're- and I... I can't, I can't do a repeat performance. Because you give it your and all. And every year they reach out to my camp saying, will she come back? Said, no, I did. It's First over. of all, I wasn't supposed to be there for 10 years. And I ended up taking over the whole island and doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Each night I created and curated a whole different night. Like Thursdays was Lena uh, was um, Rewind Thursday, all 80s. Friday was uh, Lena's Lounge. Saturday was Go Big or Go Home. And then Sunday was my big party called TBS Throw Black Sunday Classics which was all disco. Oh, and that's how no, I got no. the gig with Andy Cohen doing the XM radio show that I do called Sunset on the Porch because him and Sarah Jessica Parker would come on Sundays mm-hmm. and he's like, we're at Lena's Porch. That's how it happened. So that's how it became that. No that's way. That's the best. Yeah. There, is, there is not a gay in the tri-state area that does not <laughs> know DJ Lena. But right? you know, I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't want to sell, like, sell <laughs> you short on tri-state area. area. No, 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 it's like there's no, not no, a yeah, gay cool. in the U.S. that has not shaken their ass but you know what, sister, I got to tell you something that from that really, I mean, I, so many brands and uh, a lot of my um, uh, livelihood to this day is from that island of a lot of corporate things that it is that I have, have all been relationships that I got from that island. Oh, that's I mean, great. literally my life is paid for because of the relationships that I have made with a lot of these people out there on that island. Amen. I love that. When I went out to the island, you know, my life was completely different. You know, I was, I was uh, engaged to this hockey player. I was living. Was he the guy in Linish? No, no, no. That's the one who I just left. Okay. Um, He was a hockey player, and uh, I was with him. And I was living a twin set life. Like I'm sitting in the bleachers with these other hockey wives, and you know, in Europe, working, but. It was a different life. And I didn't work at any gay clubs. Everything I did was, it was a very different life. Mm. So when I did wait, that, wait, I was, wait, So when you were dating the hockey player, were you supposed to be living your life as just like a, I a, was a cis woman? Yeah, I was a cis woman living this fucking weird ass life. No, honestly, girl, this shows and the stories, but wait for the book. It's yeah, weird. It's wait. weird to look wow. back and think of. Yeah. And this was an NHL player. Was it international? It was no, no Rams. Oh, oh. Rangers, Rangers, Rams. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like, like, oh, I'm like, Rangers, oh. Rangers, yeah. What? Yeah. I love. Wait, that. you're gonna go into this on the book, right? Oh, absolutely. I, okay, you're gonna, not naming names. No, you know, of course not. No, no, no. We don't so want many. <laughs> who, who even cares what the name yeah, is? Exactly, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. It's a big experience that it is in our life, and who wow. I am as a person, and how it is that I bring people comfortable to the table, and that it's not about any of the stupid. Bullshit and labels, as we were talking about. Yeah. It's the essence of the person, you know? So, but it is weird to be, have looked back at that, living this kind of fembot life. And I'm like, wait, this isn't me. Like, I would you go try. from that to then going to fly to Europe to do all the stuff for like, all, and I'm like, oh my God. And then I was like, you know what? I needed something to shake me up. So I'm glad I did Fire Island because I then got a whole different audience that didn't know the performance side and the old school girlina. Oh. They got to only learn now. DJ Lena from here, you know, right. I mean? so it was very different. Like I had the whole, like, you know, the straight crew down on, uh, you know, 27th Street, when we, Bungalow 8, I was yes, doing all yes. that and, and Bed and King and yes. all that yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. So, you know, just to kind of go back to girl Lena and DJ Lena, like what, obviously there's this evolution, but what parts of, of girl Lena do you still feel connected to? I think it's just that free spirit that she had, you know, that like that, that, that artist, that the hunger. I, I love that I still keep that. Yeah. I'm never feeling like I'm too done. Now I still feel like I love to still strive for the art. Yeah. That is that freedom that I have that Gerlina brought into the situation. 
I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So I want to get to the to the deep stuff. So we mm-hmm. need a, a champagne refill. So hold on. <laughs> yeah, oh, bottle service. Uh, bottle lady. Still going. Girl, you're, so, you're really giving me the dress too, girl. Yes, she is. <laughs> oh, my Phenomenal. God. Yes, bunny tip. <laughs> Oh, I can't. Hello. Um, I need the Amex, so I need the black card so for this cool. one, honey. Seriously. <laughs> Nicole, I love you so much, girl. <laughs> because I feel like... <laughs> yes, Price is right. Bob Barker Bob beauty. Barker. <laughs> Don't forget to spade her and nude your pet. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I Nicole, Cheers. I love you, Cheers. sis. Nicole, Cheers. we love you. Cheers. 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 Oh, my God. But I, I want to just talk about some serious stuff, and then we can go back to shooting this shit. Uh, <laughs> just because I feel like some of your philanthropy efforts are so important, Thank and you, I sweetheart. think that you Thank know you. you have kind of went through your and I hate the word transition, and I yeah. I know that you hate it too. Yeah. But you know you did that in a time where there was just so much less information and support. Oh my god, absolutely! Um, so I would imagine that that's why you spend a lot of your time dedicated to Giving the LGBTQ to yeah. youths. And I love that you're asking this. You know, I, I first there there's two. There's it's twofold. Two. So, like, I want to know, yes, like, what are you doing to continue to support that? But I really want to know what conversations we can be having with our friends, with our children, if we have Being them, allies. with our boomer <clears throat> parents yeah. to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, any of this adversity or bias that happens in the trans community just stops with our generation. And Beautiful. that's, you know, that's really what I want to I know. love that. Well, let me tell you this, ladies. <clears throat> when Candace and me, my sister Candace, were coming up, we didn't have that sisterhood outside of just the two of us. Mm. Other trans women, especially at that time, you know, unfortunately, those girls had to do what they had to do. They had to be sex workers. Candace and I, we were the darlings of the club life and runway shows and doing movies. We had a different experience because we had that gay backing. You know mm. what I mean? So then when we decided to go to that next place in our life, I hate, like I said, I don't like that word transitioning. It was all an evolution as every woman mm-hmm. has. We went to that evolution in ourselves. We had each other. Mm-hmm. But when we wanted to have that relationship with other sisters of the tribe, they rejected us. Oh, wow. They rejected us because they're like, you didn't have to scrape your knees. You didn't have to go through that. I'm like, that's not what this is about. You know, so there was a shun because we were already glorified in our life to get to that point. Right. They felt like because we didn't do sex work and we didn't have to. We, that we we had our parents and we had all this okay. We like we were not good enough to be a part of their sisterhood. And I'm like, this is how you do a justice justice to yourself by not embracing and actually bigging yourself and everybody else up. Right. Yeah. Like it it, it 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 was hurtful at the time, obviously. But like I said, I had my sister. We were, we did it together, and you know she's also as you know an amazing actress and done so much. So it was beautiful being able to do that. And I get very emotional because I'm so blessed. That woman is everything to me. And it was literally like my yang and my yang next to me going up and going. Because I don't know how I could have done it by myself. Yes. You know? And so that was my strength. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's where my passion has always come from. Because of my grandmother schooling me, me then going through it, and then being able to be a part of Hedrick Martin and at being uh, on the board and a uh, global ambassador and GMHC and Colin Lord you know, um, they asked me, and I was like, what? I grew up knowing that you guys were the most amazing organizations. Like, growing up, and I didn't ever have any issues in high school, but I was like, this high school here for gay and lesbian transgender children in New York. Oh, my God. What? Right. So the fact that they're asking me to be a part of this now, many moons later, it blows my mind. It yeah. really does. I am so honored, honored and privileged to be a part of Anything that it is that I get to do with them. Yeah. The work is beautiful. So what you're asking me as far as what you can do, you can be a part of this community. You can be a part of just donating your time, a dime, something, showing up, making a post. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Getting that word out to a different demographic of people, it helps kids. These kids, a lot of them don't have it like I had it. Mm -hmm. They didn't get a chance to grow up with parents that embrace them. These kids are living on the street. They yeah. have to sell their bodies. They have to do sex work. They have to do stuff just to live like a fucking teenager should be able to do. But they're being ostracized because people saying you're not right in your body. What gives you the right to say that? Nothing. None. 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 
So if that's what you guys can do. Those are the things, and that's how you show up. It's that easy. Yeah. Don't just hang out with your friends and go to a drag show and be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the most. No, no. that's not that's showing support. up, sweetheart. Yeah. That's almost kind of almost appropriating because guess what? You're popping your neck. You're throwing the lingo. You're throwing your hand up in the air. But then what do you do when you hear about another black trans woman being killed? No. Go back to your TV dinner. Go back to. No. Mm-mm. Do something about it. Like I said, even making a post, saying something, enlightening other people, letting them know, do not look at these people like aliens. Yeah. And then also, you know, I think that there's such a, there's this a big rise of young trans children yes. coming out now yes. and, and in suburbia. That's the kids the in the class to, don't these care. These school kids, they don't care. They, they don't, don't care. care. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. I work with but kids at that age. Yeah, they actually, don't care. Yeah. But it's actually the adults that have no they idea hold what to, to do with it. And they feel like they got to put it onto them. Like yeah. Nicole's kids, honey, they're like fucking teenagers and they're unbothered. 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 They don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, that's my friend. Yeah, she's trans. So what? Yeah, exactly. Like, they're going to break the cycle but of it's all the shit that was put on us. You know what? I'm sorry. Please, no, bring it in, jump. Can we get her a mic? Can we get her a mic? Yeah, yeah no, this needs to be heard. Come in, come in. No, absolutely. Killing me, lady. I'm going to say this off camera. Like, it's exactly what Lena said. Like, you would be surprised how powerful your post is, how powerful your yep. dinner conversation yes. is that's with your Wall Street friends down Hello. here in this gorgeous part of town. That's right. And they're talking about the gay this and the and the trans that, and you normalize that conversation. That's right. And say stop it. That's right. Or they even bring it home. up. But but what you do is when they go home, they've been changed a little bit. They have been. And when their son or their daughter wants to talk to them about it, they have just enough more information for of compassion. And that's why I have teenagers, a sixteen and a seventeen year old, who. It is no big deal. Love is love. Best friends, birthday parties, everybody's invited. Yeah. Because somebody normalized the conversation in a bunch of circles that wasn't just donations and marching. That's right. It was in small little pockets of changing the narrative. Everything. Everything. Everything, Nicole. By the way, Nicole is like a a freaking TV star, by the way. So the fact that we have her pouring on us. Just lets me know that this we're going places with this podcast, okay? You know, and that's that's why I wanted to ask this question because I feel like that's the most important takeaway. Yes. It's a choice of how to live as well, and it's a choice of how to curate your community. I mean, there's my family is a very we have many gay members in our family. Right, and right. and as we brought more people in, I love telling this story, my cousin, when she first met her husband about a week in, she was like, FYI, we're a gay-friendly family. So like, if you have any issues, like, this is not going to go on. Like, literally, it wasn't even like, what's your intentions of, she of marriage? Down she honey. shut that yeah, shit down before it even quick. turned into anything. And I think that's what it is. It's like, have those open conversations and have that communication and then also understand like how you can continue to spread your ripple. It's, your ripple, it's your ripple effect, period. So wherever you feel that you can stand your ground and, and make that conversation and, and state your case, period, without worrying how someone else is going to react to it because that doesn't matter, you're sending off a new ripple effect. For you now, what's next? Like when when you leave one situation or one event, let's say, and you reflect back, like what are what are those little take home messages that you're like, okay, I'm putting that in my basket. Like this is the this I learned this from this, and I'm bringing this to the I next. I gotta level. say, between the two of you, like the questions that you ask aren't so informative for so many people who are going to be listening to this. Thank you. I, Thank I, you. I, 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 I'm a body linguist and I'm a pay attentioner. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I love the vibe and the tone that you guys are bringing to the table. I just want you to know that. Thank you. And that is a really great question because I think that this is something that anyone can acute to their life. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing that is going to make you feel like you want to do something else mm-hmm. bigger and more for yourself? Correct. And I always do think that way. Good. But I also keep it organic. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't allow myself to make myself crazy because I used to always get asked, what are you doing next? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. And, I, and I always felt like that was like something that I should have an answer for. But I'm like, I don't know. I have to let the universe and the stars bring me together with that because I could say I want to do something, but then it might not be right for me. Right. You know what I mean? Just like I said. You can't have a song lined up, honey, because it might not be right for the vibe of the party. Right. Keep it organic, the process. Mm-hmm. Allow it to come to you. But when you are a real artist and you are just in it, darling, it comes, it comes to, to you. you. It really does. And I tell you, 
I'm wowed every day, every year that I'm on this planet doing all the things that it is that I do. Because like you said, there's not one note to me. And I love that. Yes, I will always have my hand in music. But I love being a part of just this rhythm and this beat that is my life. You and know? that's a gift that you've been able to, you know, accept that yeah. for yourself. That's I, huge. I'm and that's an inspiration. Finding, thank you, sis. Mm-hmm. But I'm also finding this part of me that I've been waiting to get to for a very long time in my maturity. But that happened when I left the island, you know. Like I said, it's been almost nine nine years that I've left the island. And it's crazy. And every summer, people are always still talking about, oh my God, we went. But that is another thing. But when I, before I went there, I made a conscious decision to give myself to this art. Mm. But that I was leaving another art to go into this. I said, when I left acting back in the day, I want to come back to this when I've lived a life and I've got more to draw from. Mm -hmm. So when I left that island, that's when I started the dollhouse. So everything that I've done since then has been, yes, rebooting my browser, but all in the patience and the time, because not on my time or my dime, that one's time. Right, exactly. spiritual being that it is that you follow, whatever it is. I like patience and I like taking my time. That is so profound because that is not the world we live in today. No, it's not, but I've always been that person. And that's beautiful for people to hear. And that's something that she and I talk about all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because we come up from the world of hustle, hustle, and we come from the world of what's next, what's next. Yeah, absolutely. And that's great because that takes us there. But Paul and I's conversation over the last few months, because lives have been amazing was stop and be grateful for where you yes. are right now. Sometimes just stop and smell and look. Be grateful look for our, what our, we have. Our right accolades now. that we've done. You yeah. know what I mean? I stop saying, oh God, myself. I need to, yes. Yeah. I have to force myself, which I shouldn't have to do. You no, know, like but we work so hard. But and look at the shit we have around us. Yeah. It's constantly this. It's like, what's the next thing? And, and we're, we're guilty of it because we're constantly submerged into that shit, whether it's Instagram or whatever it is that you follow. We yeah. need to sometimes take ourselves back and be like, Hold on a second. I need a beat. Let me take in what I just got off of that high. Yes. And let me not start looking at somebody else and what they're doing. No, no I'm the Joneses. Mm-hmm. I need to keep up with me. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> Before we forget, because I want to make sure that we talk about season four of In the Dollhouse. Oh, it's going to be juicy. If you enough. have not caught the first three seasons, I suggest you pop onto YouTube so and check. Good. So for me, In the Dollhouse is like uh, gag worthy because you have all my favorite queens. You know, Bob the Drag Queen. I believe you had oh, Nikki Doll on there. Yeah, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Not from RuPaul's Drag Race, but like the mother of all mothers, Beth Ann Harden. Oh, hello. Yeah, like fashion guru. Fashion, fashion guru. guru. I have the most incredible story of meeting her actually, wow. which yeah, with with one of her. We was, need to bring her up in Cipri. She's that's yeah, where yeah, yeah that's where her. that's I'll where I met her. her. Yeah. No, that's where oh, that's you where met her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met her. Yeah, I don't want to name names yeah. on the podcast, but it was. <laughs> Yes, it was iconic. Um, I'm sure she doesn't remember me. I can tell you that. But um, I remember her. Um, You know, so how do you go about, you have to watch the show because it is kooky. No, everyone has to. It's out out there. (laughs) She talks to this thing. Oh, Boliqua. 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 So, so how do you go about, first of all, like, you know, how do you choose who, who your guests are going to be? Because I think, you know, curation is important, right? Is you don't important. just want to get who's available. You know, it's funny. As we put together every season, my, my producer, he's amazing. Um, you know, he's really great at pairing the guests together. Oh, good. You know, um, I put together, I, I like throw him 20 people and it's usually nine guests because now it's two guests on one se- on, yep. on each se- on each episode, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And last season was the first time that we had ever did um, two guests. One was virtual, obviously, because we were during the pandemic, and one was physically in the house. So this season, when we start filming, will be everybody in house, which is amazing. Um, so I, I throw like twenty people out, and for me, it has nothing to do with what they do. It's who they are and what they bring to the table. Right. So the fact that they are who they are is who they are, you know. But um, it's that it's that essence of New York realness of when you put three people in a situation, how's it going to pop off? Mm, Obviously, so there's, a, there's, a, there's an arc, there's a there's a format of her where it is that we we go and certain different questions, but it's all that stuff in between. Yeah, like this. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. And that's what makes the it's magic. The tea. Absolutely. <laughs> and my sister Nicole's on this season of four. Yeah. Yay! 
even think you know. Do you know who you're paired up with? Okay. I'm not saying that. Oh, so you didn't start <laughs> filming gonna, yet? No, we start filming March 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Oh, so we still have a shot. So we have three <laughs> We have three episodes a day that we film. So We have enough looks, time to blow up so we can make it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we got any more season five. We'll be at the premiere. We'll be at the premiere. This is the manifestation cave, so I want to say it's faster. We're going to make it faster. I will say this apartment is it's magic. magic. It's There's something strange in no, this. No, I, I feel it. It's really, it's powerful. <laughs> All right, so sadly, you know, we're going to do our last couple of questions, but they're going to be the most Okay. Yeah. And I don't want to. I mean, listen, we can talk all night. But, but, <laughs> well, yeah, we could. But Mo's got to edit this, so we can talk all night. But okay, so we like to we like to wrap up with a couple of, of quick fire questions. Okay, fire questions. So okay, okay. The first question is: What are the three things you think about most every single day? <sighs> what am I gonna wear? I'm not even kidding you. What am I gonna eat? And uh, how am I gonna continue to keep myself grounded and stay grateful and Positive. I think about that every day with all of my um, um, meditation and chants. I am a people person before anything. And that's the first thing that I do in the morning. And it's the last thing that I do in the day. So I think about others and I think about this world and I think about my contribution of what it is that I can do to make things just a little bit better. That's I what that. I do. That's what I do. She'll aspire to be that great. We are. We, we are. are that great. We are. No, we are. We are. We, are. we just need to be reminded people. and we need to keep ourselves around it, honey. And yeah. conscious. Conscious of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if you had a warning label, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch! That is... Put it on a shirt. Oh, honey. Say it to me again. If you had a warning label, what would it be? <laughs> I can't oh, wait. I got so many good ones for that one, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Questions. Um, the last, the, the third mm. of the fourth, um, is what is one thing that you would never do? Nothing. Um, I love everything that it is that I do. Yes. And there's no mistakes in this life. I honestly, I'm not mad at anything I've done. Good. Not fashion wise, not personal life, not business wise. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm very grounded that way, and I like every decision and everything that it is that I've done. There's certain things that I say, you know what? I did it. I'm good. But no, I don't regret anything. I really don't. I, I'm, that's the right answer, uh, yeah, in yeah, my opinion. I, I'm that's... really good like that. I, I live very free, but also very um, aligned. Like, I feel like I'm a puppet here doing the work of my superior being. Okay. I'm always, I've always been like, that's my first gig. I, I'm really good at bringing people together. I love people. I like making them feel good in any capacity. So, I, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good. I I'm love very that. blessed. And because this podcast is called World's Your Oyster, mm -hmm. we got to know. We got to know. How do you take your oysters? Ah! <laughs> now, this sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could take this so many places. <laughs> take it there. Take it wherever take you it want. Well, it. first of all, I'm going to do a little around the world swirl. Okay. So, how do you take your oysters? Great metaphor. Um, organically. Good. And with no labels, and uh, a time meaning a person and situation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Could that be That's a wrap. <laughs> That's a wrap. We have to ask her. No, we have to ask her one last question. Oh, we do. We actually do. We have, we have we one have more question. One last <laughs> final question. So when we start our episodes, we actually talk about what the pearl in our oyster was of the of the week. And that Ooh. is really like, what is the wonderful thing that happened to you this week? So we would love to close the episode out, you know, asking you what was the pearl in your oyster this week. And if it wasn't this week, we could we could go for the month. 
I'm not saying this because she's here, but honestly, every moment that I have with my sister, Nicole. Beautiful. Amazing. Uh, there's something See? very special of the synergy and the time that we have together. Mm. It's very special. There's no surfaciness. It's uh, there's a kiki obviously involved, but it's realness. Oh, it's I love realness, that. and I and I love that sister bond because, as you know, honey, we're around too many faggots, honey. Yeah. I love them to death, but sometimes you just need that feminine energy around you a little bit more, and. You know, things come to you at a time. You know, I'm I'm recently single a year after eight years, you know. So a sister came to me in an angel form and just really fulfilled my heart and and brings me correct with so much great knowledge and love that she shows back to me and how it is that I should be looking at myself. Yeah. I can't even look at her. And you know what I mean? And, <laughs> I and, and reminds me and reminds me of stuff and I and I love that and we really do. We we Wimbledon off of each other, and I'm very blessed for our relationship. Mm. I love that. I, I love sisterhood. I really do. And that is what this podcast is about. <laughs> it is truly. This podcast is about uh, two girls that are have been friends for thirteen years. Yeah, that's the uh, That are so close. We literally live right next door to each other, and you know, we yeah, wanted to. Yeah, we uplift each other and inspire. Each no, other. you know what? I, I know. I I make fun of Monica for her woo woo. Uh, you know, and it's funny because I always would joke with her, and I'd be like. You know, I'm just not that deep. And she'd be like, Paula, you are very deep. <laughs> you know, I don't know why you say you're right, not that right, deep. Right, like right. you, you are deep. Yeah. And you know what? I bought into her, her woo woo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, I have, yeah, I have yeah, yeah. My, manifested myself into this like world that I never, I, I never could imagine that I would be in the place that I am over the last two years. Right. Truly. Yeah. Uh, my life has changed immensely. And I think that's Beautiful. because, you know, number one is you had me believe to drink my own sauce, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I also like, I took the people that were around me and instead of thinking, oh, you know, these are just acquaintances. I really tried to bring people in as my, as my friends and to build a community, which I never did before, which is so crazy living 15 years in New York city. I never really tried to make friends. And it wasn't because I'm not a social person. I just like, I always had my thing and I was right. like, a, I'm, I'm cool by myself, yeah. but you know, you, you need women. That, that was right there. You, you need women, you need yeah. girls. And uh, you know, this this podcast is is very much so also about sisterhood. And we will definitely do some solo episodes about that. So to hear you two serendipitously, you know, talk about sisterhood on this ending. first episode is is really incredible and quite divine. You know. It's it's very divine, and this has been so special. I don't want it to end. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna pop another bottle. I'm back on the salt. We're pop another bottle of champagne. And on that note, see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to World's Your Oyster. If you love what you're listening to, be sure to like, rate, and review this episode wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow us on Instagram at World's Your Oyster. And share this episode with a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Bye-bye.